Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Spokane, presented by Delicious Hamburgers. Speak Spokane is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Spokane, and at their website, speakpodcasting.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting is brought to you in partnership with Spin City. Spin City is an indoor cycling studio that strives on making sure everyone feels welcome and comfortable. At Spin City, exercise is more than physical, it's a mental workout. When you come to Spin City, you become family. Spin City is family-owned and believes supporting our community is the most important way to help grow our city. Email them now at info at spincityspokane.com or call anytime at 509-919-4824. We're all spending a little bit more time at home, so let the Furniture Outpost serve your needs. Locally owned and located in the heart of Spokane's Monroe Business District, the Furniture Outpost is there for your furniture needs. Sofas and love seats, sectionals, dining room, bedroom sets, mattresses, and so much more. No matter what you are looking for, they have it. Financing is a breeze with the Furniture Outpost. Come see them at 2801 North Monroe Street. Hey guys, we're excited to announce that we have recently partnered with eBay. If you're looking for awesome deals on exclusive and select products, click the link in the description. This week, you can get up to 50% off select Apple products, and that offer ends March 31st, so take advantage while you can. Welcome to Building Better Businesses. I'm Kristen Dees, founder of Catalyst Consulting, an agency that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs start, grow, and level up their businesses. This podcast will bring you interviews with experts in all things business-related. Have questions for a business attorney? We've got answers. How about your health insurance? Got you covered there, too. New episodes coming your way every week. Find us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Welcome to this episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest today is Kara Hooper. She is a genius of all things web. I don't even know how to describe it. Web design, SEO, your Google SEO, Google ads. I have many titles. Many, yeah, there are many. It's like (laughs) having all the letters after your name. That's what what Kara has. Um, So yeah, and we met through a local women's networking group Mm -hmm. not too long ago actually and I was like I need a web person to send people to because perfect I hate it so much (laughs) but not your specialty no No. I love what I do yeah it's great I can dabble I know enough to be dangerous but, Mm -hmm. but I don't enjoy it by any means so um yeah so tell us a little bit about you the human person Well, I'm a mom with three kids. Um, They keep me very busy. Um, I'm always growing, reading, eager to learn, and determined to succeed. I think that kind of sums me up in a nutshell. Yeah, that's good. That's a common theme amongst all the people that have been on here so far is um, a desire to continue to learn and grow. So I don't know if that's just accidental, if I just gravitate towards people like that. Um, Maybe you do. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Um, So share a fun fact about you. Okay. I had a hard time pulling this one out, but, um, one thing probably a lot of people don't know, I was a valedictorian in high school and I made it through college all on scholarships and grants. Good for you. Thanks. Speaking of getting stuff done. Yeah. That's amazing. Got me started off right. Nice. Yeah. Valedictorian's hard. Yeah. Um, It was a lot of work. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think everyone always gives that the credit that it should get either is like, it's not just about getting like straight A's and stuff. Like there's a lot of discipline and, and effort that goes into that. So good for you. Mm-hmm. And scholarships and grant. Here's a go-getter. Yep, definitely. Excellent. 
Um, so let's jump right in. So how do you provide support for business owners and entrepreneurs? How do you help? Um, I help them creatively design, develop websites and create their marketing systems, their marketing plans within their budget that helps grow their business. So my tagline's always, I'm your web solutions partner. So that kind of subs up all those titles that I have um, and helping businesses going through the process from start to finish and all in between. Nice. Very cool. That's a, that is a good way to describe it because I mean, I couldn't get through it at the beginning. I'm like, you do this and also this and these things too. So right. I yeah. Like a good partner. Um, what's, so tell us a little bit about your background, how you kind of ended up where you are now. That's something that I really like asking everybody that's been on the podcast so far is like the journey to where you are now, which is usually also an entrepreneur of some sort. So, yep. It's a great question. Um, I grew up in Oregon and I went to Western Oregon university and I graduated with a computer science and math degree. So that was my background. Um, my focus then was programming, IT, and database development. Um, while I was there, I worked at the public relations office for three years at the school during work study, and I ended up doing the college's first website. That oh, was way cool. back when websites were just getting going. So that's what got me interested in website work and design. Um, my first job after that, I worked at a cannery doing IT support, IT manager, developed a purchase order program and managed their website. And during that time, I had my first contract project. It was developing a database for a forest service. And um, it was very exciting to be able to make extra money on the side. And I liked that. Um, then I um, got married and moved to Montana and my first kid was born. And I thought I'd just be a stay-at-home mom, but I needed some more intellectual stimulation. So um, during nap times, I started working. I had a friend from college's sister reach out to me, and she was my first client and my mentor, and I worked for her for over 10 years, and I got a lot of referrals from then. Um, I worked with several graphic designers um, that gave me more work. And um, it was just referrals. I kept getting people would just keep asking me if I could do stuff. And I'd say, no, but I'll figure it out. And I'd learn. (laughs) So I'm very self-taught in that respect because during college, they didn't have classes for web design back then. So I learned a lot of it on my own. Um, So I slowly grew and ran my business, learned how to build, do my own accounting organization. I built referrals and relationships as I went. Um, and that's just kind of led me up to the point right now. My business has really taken off the last four years and I work with over 25 clients monthly, several contractors, and I'm actively growing my business. Very cool. Yeah. I always, that's the thing that I always think is so interesting is those little random things that you experience along the way that kind of lead you to where you are. Like you were talking about with, um, doing the website and and some of those things, like learning things as you go along the way. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. now, like, I know all these things, you become more of a utility player and you kind of pick up more knowledge and things as you go. So that all leads you to where you are. I love that. It's like my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think you're actually one of the few people, no, not one of the few people, but one of the few people in the world that is using their degree. (laughs) Yep, Which that's is, true. A that lot of up. people don't. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that came up on my Good last point. one. I should. I need to have like a fact check session. I think that's I helped like make look. me successful because I've been consistent. I've known what I've liked and I've wanted mm-hmm. and I've just kept building on it rather than people that keep trying a bunch of different things and they don't give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of the formula too for success is if you stick with something long enough, 
eventually you'll be successful at it. It's, it's the um, sticking with it, being disciplined, learning things you need to learn as you go. But um, yeah, I right. like that. Yep. Um, we were talking about that on my last. Well, recording. I think part of it in school was learning how to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a process in itself. Yes. So even if I don't know how to use a certain software, I have all the background and I've worked with such a variety. It's actually very easy to jump in and learn something new. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause that's, I kind of do that in some aspects for my clients where it's, I have the background experience and knowledge to be able to research what they need to know, um, where they're missing that piece. They're like, I need to do X, Y, or Z, but I have no idea where to start, where I can apply the experience that I have and figure out what I need to figure out for them. Right. Just in a different aspect. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what common problems, what common problems do you help your clients solve? You kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but. Right. Um, I help create visually appealing website designs and designs that help with more consistent marketing materials, um, calls to action to um, get people to take the next steps for what their goals are. Um, I help increase online traffic and sales. I provide custom web and e-commerce solutions, website integrations for things such as calendars, forms, email marketing. I manage digital ad accounts. Um, I work with a lot of WordPress sites, um, doing their management updates, security. Um, I do lots of technical work um, to free up business owners so they can work um, on what they are best at. Okay. And you um, dabble a little bit in social media too, right? Yes, I also do social media management for a lot of clients. That kind of leads into social ads. I'm mm-hmm. Google Ads certified. I've been managing a lot more Google Ads accounts. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things that people are pretty intimidated by in general. Well, they are. And if you haven't had experience, it's easy to waste a lot of money not knowing mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, because uh, I think it's super cool that it is an option as far as owning a business. You can advertise your business at a fairly low cost, but if you don't know, then right. you can Right, where I always <laughs> compare SEO to ads. Ads is immediate action that you can get, whereas SEO takes a lot longer, but it's worthwhile in the long run. Yeah, that makes sense. Marketing. Slow build. Right. Which leads me into my next question, yes. <laughs> which is for us non-web wizards, um, can you explain SEO? Okay, SEO. I can get very technical, but I always try to narrow it down into uh, common words. Um, SEO is search engine optimization, which allows you to rank organically and search online without ads. Um, Search engines evaluate tons of factors by how they crawl, index, and find pages. Um, The goal is to increase quality and quantity of traffic online. And this traffic is going to increase your sales, um, your service, your traffic, um, whatever your goals are. Um, It's going to make it easy for you to be found online. Um, SEO is understanding how people are searching online, their intent, the words they're using, and the type of content they're looking to consume. And that all integrates back into the message that you are sending with your website on how it's structured and laid out because you're going to use social media, you're going to use ads, you're going to use contact links, everything that links back to your website to direct people to the action that you want them to do. That makes sense. Yeah. That's actually something uh, pretty commonly because I, you know, people ask if they need a website and my answer is always yes, as much as possible, unless maybe you're in um, like direct sales or network marketing or something where that's provided right. for you in some mm-hmm. way. But that's the hub that all of the things should lead back to. And it's the thing that you have control over. So you can 
drive people around and direct them where you want to go and feature different things based on where they're coming from. But um, yeah, for it's like all the other stuff, social media, Facebook, whatever is controlled by that company and what they think your people want to see. Right. You have more control over your own. It's very important to own your own content because platforms come and go. Yeah. And the Mm -hmm. algorithms change and something that worked yesterday may not work again today for whatever reason. Right. Exactly. It's always changing. Yeah. So how is SEO built? Is that just the, um, the words that are on your website? Like I know that blogs are a very common way to build that kind of presence. A lot of is keyword research, knowing what people are searching on and how they are going to find that in search. But part of it is also links, high quality links on, on, um, high ranking websites that are going to link back and Google sees that as an important link. So it knows that you're the expert in that area and it's important. They're going to rank you higher. People are going to search for it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's like a whole, you're a wizard. It is. In my spare time, I'll read and look up stuff. And yeah, I'm in a ton of Facebook groups. I'm always mm-hmm. learning. There's always new stuff, always changing. And sometimes it's just little tweaks and stuff like that can make you seem be seen more online. And if mm-hmm. you don't knew, know that you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Which I think is nice too. Cause I know a lot of people uh, when it comes to like the algorithms, you know, Facebook algorithms changing and all the other ones, but, uh, is that they get frustrated because they're like, well, I figured this one out. And for me, I think it's nice because then it keeps things, um, it like relevels the playing field a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. resets the board. So you don't have somebody that figured out some crazy way to just get all the stuff. And you're just out there like, all right, I guess I'll just sit over here and put right. some content out. <laughs> yep, you know, definitely. it gives you a chance to kind of start over, I think. So, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, levels mm-hmm. of playing field a little bit. Um, can you still get traffic to your website without the SEO optimization? Like, how does that affect your growth or organic reach? You can get some. Um, search engines are going to pick up some, but to maximize your online traffic, you need SEO. I see a you know, I review lots of websites. I've optimized many over the years and simple things, duplicate titles and descriptions. I mean, Google can only see the words that you put on there. Okay. Um, so then you aren't found. It's, I feel like it's one of your most mar- important marketing channels. And a lot of people, SEO, maybe they're using different terms now or content marketing, but SEO is part of a marketing plan that you need to have. And many people don't take advantage of it. Okay. That makes sense. So it's just a, it's a tool, I guess, in the whole, the process, the strategy. It's like, here's, here's the marketing, here's your voice, here's your vision, here's what you're trying to get out to the world. And this is how we're going to actually accomplish it. Right. Yep. Makes sense. So when it comes to web design, uh, what common misconceptions do you hear? All right. I came up with three different ones that are kind of pet peeves of mine, I guess, you know, that I hear the most often. Um, One is visuals are most important. People are like, you know, lots of graphics, a lot of this, you know, big images. Well, that's maybe only half of it. The other half is functionality. It's just important. So example, loading speed. If you have huge images, but they aren't resized and optimized, it takes your website forever to load and people are going to leave. Um, also you want to have more text as well, a good variety, visual and text, because Google is only going to read the text. They aren't going to read the images unless you add the text onto them, but that is limited. Okay. So you need more content that way. Um, another, I don't know, misconception. Um, a lot of people don't think about 
Maybe some do now, but over half of website traffic is from mobile. And many people I talk to, they're only looking at desktop version and both need optimized for search. So they are easy to um, scroll through, easy to find, easy to link. All the margins are correct. Um, So that's one thing that I see. Um, Another thing a lot of people think are really good are pop-ups on a website and those are just really annoying and interrupt the user experience and I get really tired of those and leave websites for that very reason. Mm -hmm. Do you think any pop-ups are good? Maybe in certain instances but for the most point I get out of almost any website personally that has them. I do not like (laughs) it at all. You're dead to me. I don't even care what you're selling. (laughs) I am so beyond that. Nope. I'm looking Mm -hmm. for you know highlighted content words um, maybe short videos. um, Yeah something visually that's going to draw me in. Why do I need this? What is the purpose of this? How can you help me Mm -hmm. solve my problem? Yeah, I um I know for me too like when I go to a website cuz it it does the thing where you can it's like when the intent to exit happens or whatever so when your mouse right. starts to move back up to close the screen it's like It'll whoa, hold on. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people do it for newsletters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So um but me like when it pops up like first thing on a website, I'm like, dude, I haven't even looked at your stuff yet. Like I don't know if I want to sign up for your newsletter. I might. Right. Yeah. But pump your brakes. Like like yeah. you said, I haven't you looked kinda at your stuff yet. You kind of have to layer it with them, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they definitely have to come back, like- retarget them. A lot of the retargeting ads are good too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, setting up one on Facebook, someone visits your website, then they'll see an ad on Facebook. It'll be in front of their mind again. Mhm. Yeah, that stuff is nuts, like the retargeting. It is crazy, uh, yep. Big Brother, that's great. I mean, on one hand, it's nice because it's actually things that you're right. interested in. Like for but me, then I'm you like, go to something <laughs> and then it yeah. gets annoying too. Yeah, yeah. like I don't really want a pair of Uggs. Like it was just, I was just looking one time. Right, <laughs> you know? yep, yep. And Please a lot stop. of people just need to know, they need to click the little box and say, hide this ad and then you don't get them again. Oh yeah. So there's lots of new settings on Facebook for that too. And I've seen a lot more options for that on who you're following and how you're ranking, what you want to see and don't see. Those options weren't mm-hmm. there a while ago. Yeah, which is nice because I think for the consumer, it's like we do want to see ads on things that we're actually interested in. So that's Mm -hmm. really the whole point. And um, as business owners, we want the people who want to see the stuff. Like, I don't want to just put my stuff out there to everybody because not everybody's interested in me, what I have to offer, my particular style. Right. And it depends on your industry, too. Yeah. Some industries are much better. I mean, I'm really tired of seeing dog toy ads right now because <laughs> I looked on one website. Uh, but yep. I mean, there's a huge pet market. Mm-hmm. So it depends what you're selling, what the interest is, you know, yeah. and your kind of niche targeting, too. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm really tired of dog toys. Um, (laughs) So are there any good DIY site builders or do you think everyone should have a professional web designer? I would say DIY tools have improved, but I think they're still limited on functionality, SEO and integration options. You can only do so much or you have to pay more sometimes um, and they can limit your growth potential. So for those reasons, I would recommend a professional designer. Part of it, too, it's not just using them. It's knowing how SEO comes to play, know how design aesthetic um, is important to your site and colors are important, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going to turn people away or not. And if you haven't been in that area or you 
you know, don't want to learn, you're just throwing something up, you just aren't going to get the response that you want mm-hmm. um, without having somebody professional do that. I would also say a professional designer is going to save you a lot of time to run other parts of your business. Um, as a partner, from the start, you can set up an SEO-friendly, mobile-responsive site that's going to grow with your needs rather than just putting something up just because. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you more in the long run and have you appear more professional as well. Because I know for me, in a lot of cases, and a lot of people that I work with, it's usually the cost of having somebody do it for them. And that's a lot of it. Of course, yeah. they're a basic startup, actually. To throw up a DIY might be good just to get some content out there. And then I come in and I have a basis to start with, pull out that content and put it together. It's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. What do you think works best for you? Like as far as web uh, web builders that you've had to work with in the past, which ones do you prefer for somebody that did DIY? I don't like any of them. You don't like any? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like any of them. That's funny. Like <laughs> they, they're just clunky. They hide stuff, making it hard to know where to optimize or it doesn't allow you to optimize. It doesn't allow you to move stuff the way you want it to. It's just limiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, I've helped people with a few different ones too, like, uh, over the years and d- done my own that way too, until I, um, went back to WordPress, but mm-hmm. cause WordPress is very intimidating as you know. Yeah, um, it is so, once you're starting out, yeah. I've been working with it a long time. <laughs> yeah, so people say that I'm like, really? But you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think about it anymore. A different learning curve for sure. But, um, I think that's probably some of the appeal of the other ones too, is that it's easy to start and. Um, Right. Well, I end up taking over a website and managing everything for it. I mean, my clients that say, yeah, I want to update it myself, they'll dig in and then they email me and have me do (laughs) updates anyway. It's just easier because if they're only in there once a month, I mean, it's much simpler to send me an email and not have to relearn Mm -hmm. everything again. Yeah, I know that makes sense because it really isn't like once your website is done and you're not continually adding content or updating it or or building it, then you're just kind of like hands off. Yeah, it may take you three hours and me 15 minutes to do something. So it's what's your time worth? Pretty accurate. Yeah, Yeah. that's the whole. Yes. (laughs) What is your time worth? What's the what are you willing to sacrifice? Exactly. Um, So when it comes to social media, what do you think is important for people to know about their social media strategy? Okay, so a few things that I see. Um, one is any new website content that you create, anything you blog, any new page you add, any edit you do, um, you need to promote it on all your social accounts. That's the way to get it out, get traction to it, get people seeing it. I have so many people that kind of miss that connection many times. Um, on social media, engagement is most important. It's one thing to post, but you need to interact with other accounts, build your community, your following. And you need to create engaging content. If you keep creating the same content over and over and aren't getting responses, you need to change it up and try some new stuff. Yep. Um, The other thing I see often is that you need to link your social accounts everywhere. A lot of people don't have them in their email signatures. They don't have them up in center on their website. They aren't cross-promoting between social platforms. And I just don't see that enough. So I think that's another important tip. That makes sense. I actually was like, oh, I don't have it in my signature. Darn it. I failed. Yeah. So uh, giving you a few little checklist yeah, things little you can go through and check like on. It. Yep. Um, Got to make it easy for people to follow you. Right. And uh, the, on the engagement thing, too, I tell that to people all the time. I'm like, the formula is quality, consistent content and then engaging with people. But you can't just sit and wait for people. Because I was related to a brick and mortar business. Like if it was your storefront, if you set up your social media accounts, you're not just going to 
sit there and wait for somebody to come buy your widgets or whatever. Like you're going to have to go out and tell people about it in some way. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the difference for me. Like go out, interact with people, network. It's just on the internet yep. instead network, of in person. online in yep. person. Facebook groups, communities, oh, yeah. those are huge. Yep. And I mean, I've talked to people they are like, what? I don't know anything about those. I'm like, you're missing out. That's how I get to be there. The majority of my business, probably besides like referrals and stuff, but like new business I get from interacting in Facebook groups, um, Mm -hmm. my own or other ones that I'm in. So yeah, it's answering content, you know, questions, Mm -hmm. um, just seeing what the needs of different people are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing on the content too, is if people aren't engaging with the content that you're posting, then you either have the wrong followers or the wrong content. And that can be a thing that people struggle with too, is like how coming up with different types of content. Like if it doesn't work, try something new. Right. Um, simple things work best. Like I always tell people pictures of my dog and my cat. Definitely personal, All the time. personal yeah. pictures. Definitely. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like my work from home life is my dog being needy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a cute my, dog. Yeah. Well, those are good cute. posts. Yep. I mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so what tips or tricks do you have for business owners when it comes to running Google ads or social media ads? Well, there's a lot I could go into on this, but I thought of one tip for each. Um, When creating social media ads, your target needs to be niche, niche down. It can be way too broad. You can spend way too much money, but you need to target very specific groups of people and target your ads for that niche. That makes sense. So the content that's in the ad itself should be directed at whoever you're trying to reach. Right, exactly. How, what's a good, so when you say like narrow, cause I've heard that as well. And I've, I've only done a few of my own, um, Facebook ads and stuff, but so how narrow should the audience be? Would you say is like a good, well, you want to get your age range down and if it's men or women, those are probably the top ones, mm-hmm. but then your categories. I mean, if it's going to be over a million people, that's like way too many. You need to be more specific, you okay. know, it shouldn't just be stay at home moms. It should be stay at home moms who are interested in you know, in their health dog or toys. in fitness <laughs> and dog toys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So narrower is better, um, in that aspect. So, okay, let's get to know. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes that happens and that's happened to me too. Cause I'm like, well, I want to have like a specific focus. That's one of the best things again about like social media ads is that you can direct it very specifically who you right. want to and reach. Sometimes but. it can be too specific and you aren't reaching enough. So it's a fine line in between both of them. Mm-hmm. So what if you have, um, do you do a lot of geographical focus or more? I do a lot of local. Yeah. National, you're putting out a lot of money for that, but yeah, local businesses, usually you're doing within a 30 mile radius. Okay. Um, and that's definitely niches you down to where you should be. Okay. So what if you're in a business where you don't have to be locally based like me, for example? So if I didn't, if I wanted to expand my reach from, you know, Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area, right. Would I focus on Seattle specifically or? I would start just going out. Yeah, Seattle okay. might be a good thing or even smaller towns closer to here as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So picking, a sp- instead of like expanding the Rather radius, than instead of doing like, all Washington, yeah, yeah, you might just want to pick a town or two to target okay. and test there just to see. I mean, you could try all Washington, but you're going to use up more of your ad budget as mm-hmm. well. And you're going to have to be specific what... What's the pain point are you trying to address? Okay. What problem are you going to solve for this person? What does this person look like? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's good to know. That's a question that I always wanted to ask. I well, keep perfect. Yeah. Good timing. Yay. Yay. Um, that wasn't even on my list, you guys. That was a freebie. Um, <laughs> All righty. And then I was just going to touch on Google Ads oh, yeah. real Sorry, quick. I got yeah, that was the other one. Um, Google Ads, the tip to that one is keyword research, research, research. There are tons of words out there and key phrases that people aren't even using that you can get lower cost per click rather than huge ones that waste your money. Mm-hmm. And then coming up with um, negative keywords helps prevent you from spending money you don't need to. But that takes time and research and monitoring. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I heard something about like if you're doing keyword research, I don't know if it was for Google or social media ads, um, but there's something about like a hidden list sort of like where you can look and see there's like the top, I don't know, 10 or 15 or whatever. And then there's like magical secret lists. Is that true? (laughs) Well, there's a couple websites that you can look at, like Google Trends, you know, or Mm, Uber Suggest is another one that's free just for the top few. But there is, if you go into Google Ads, there's reports you can dig into and look that's going to give you more data on which websites are using the same keywords that you are. Interesting. Yeah. So So there is so (laughs) much in there. Yes. Just knowing where to find it sometimes because that platform has expanded a lot over the years. Yeah, that makes sense to you. I feel like it's it's gone from because it's just like, you know, websites. Okay, you can Google things. But now there's this um, more targeted, I think, business like Google for business kind of approach that seems like it's happened more recently, like having your Google My Business Right. Claim your business. Yep. There's a whole <laughs> thing on optimizing your Google Buy business that people don't take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So that's a service I offer as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, that's actually kind of hard to find sometimes. Like I know when I'm trying to go in and look at something on mine, I just did this the other day and I was like, how do I get to Google My Business again? Right. So I just Googled Google My Business and then it came up and I was like, okay, but I can That's never funny. Yeah, people, there. I do it so many times. Yeah, I don't yeah. think about other people getting there. Usually I'll yeah. send them an initial list of links, you know, this is what you need, or they have short lists to give people to leave mm-hmm. a review, that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, people forget how to get to their analytics or... Yeah, yeah. it's not the most user-friendly, which I think is kind of ironic too for, <laughs> for it being Google. It's like you'd think that... I agree. I would, would structure it, it a bit differently. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is a, a very different. nice way. Yeah. yeah. My programmer way. mindset always wants to reprogram everything that I'm <laughs> yeah. using. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I changed the pricing structure of this too. <laughs> yeah. While I'm here. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, very cool. So as a business owner yourself, what advice would you give to people when it comes to running their business? Okay, I probably come up with lots of different things here. (laughs) Um, First one is setting goals and writing them down. Mm. And you'll probably hear this a lot. People that don't write them down, they don't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, The other would be to create a digital marketing plan that kind of outlines your steps, what your focus is, and a timeline and budget. Well, that was the next part. Um, Set a realistic (laughs) budget and timelines to meet your goals. Um, And I would say start with the most important marketing channels first that lead to revenue and profit. Some of them are good. Some of them are nice, but they aren't necessarily going to turn the money for instant cash for you. Um, And then remember to add value, build trust, educate, and most of all, have fun. Sometimes we can get drugged down to the business aspect, but sometimes I can even be that way. But you need to pick it up, have fun, enjoy what you're doing and put a fresh spin on something. I like that. Writing things down, that's always been a process of mine. I'm, I'm a note taker. I'm a checklist person. I yep. love crossing stuff off. Yep, like I'm too. doing it on my questions on my computer, which isn't as satisfying, <laughs> but it's still happening. Um, 
but yeah, there's, there's something about that. It's, I mean, the same concept goes to like vision boards and stuff too. Like, I think that vision boards can be a very useful tool for visualizing what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, creating, creating the space in the universe, I guess, for you to accomplish what you need to. And I know for me, like sometimes I'll do like a brain dump, like here's all the things that I'm working on. I just got to get it out of my head. There's too many things swimming around in there and mm-hmm. I can't focus. And so sometimes it'll be a page, two pages of just like all the crap that I think I need to get done. Um, and then it's kind of out of my head and I, I have daily to do lists and stuff too, obviously. Yeah. Um, I have daily, I have monthly, yeah, and then too. I have specific customer to yes. do lists. Yeah, yeah, me too. I yeah. have, I have it sorted by who I'm doing it for. Um, but those things have a way of getting accomplished still. So even though maybe it's not like top of mind necessarily, sometimes when I find an old list, I'll look at it and one, feel really good about myself. Cause I'm like, Oh, I actually did some stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I file them away yeah. every month. Yeah. Oh yeah. I keep mm-hmm. the stuff. And then, um, um, it, it does, it just kind of has a way of happening. So there is, there is some power, some voodoo magic in, in writing stuff. And there's actual psychology. I agree. It, well, one day at works. a time for me, I mean, yeah. you want to get done, you know, at least the first six things on your list. Sometimes yep. it's personal, sometimes it's business, sometimes you get it all and whatever's there, then you move to the next day if you didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, I have just the daily what I need to get accomplished to do that every night for the next day. Cause it also helps me sleep. So I'm not thinking about things. Oh, that's good. I keep a notebook by my bed now, <laughs> yeah. just in case I wake mm-hmm. up, can't sleep, get it down. And then yeah. I'm good again. You're like, get it out of your head and then you're okay. Then you're not worried that you're going to forget it. Cause that's always the thing that happens to me, but yeah, sometimes yeah. get stuck on a coding issue or a problem. Oh. And, um, yeah, it, it may take me two nights before I figure it out and I'll wake up and next day. I'm like, Oh, that was easy. Boom. You know, found it. Yeah. Yep. Found it in my dream somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came up. It's funny uh, how that happens. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. But yeah, no, I think it's funny. Like all the different little things that people use, but yeah, write it down, man, have a plan. Um, so what resources do you wish you had known about at the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey? Well, there wasn't a lot when I started, actually, <laughs> I was kind of on my own. So I thought of the few things that are nice now that I wish I would have had then podcast videos and Facebook groups, mm. which we've kind of touched on a little bit. I feel like those are great resources. You can listen while you're in the car. You know, you can communicate with people immediately right away. I, we didn't used to have that stuff when I started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much information. I mean, that's part of why I started doing this podcast because I have met so many amazing people that have all this incredible knowledge. And I'm like, I feel like there's a way to get this out. Cause like, I can't know all the things as much as I want to, like right, I'm kind yeah. of a know-it-all, but <laughs> I actually can't. So I have all these great people in my sphere that I'm like, there's so much information out there and what's a good way to do it. A podcast. Um, yep, cause we can I sit agree. down and talk for a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. And you give some wisdom and nuggets And uh, the other piece of it, too, is that a lot of the people that I've had on here, and I don't know if this is on purpose or not necessarily, everyone that's on here so far is also an entrepreneur or a business owner. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just kind of it's relatable content, I think, in that way, because it's like, hey, you've you figured it out and you're running your own business too. So I was excited to see that you started this and thanks for inviting me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is new for me. And yeah, I'm hoping, you know, get some practice and can do more of this. But I'd say the other thing I really like to do is read Mm -hmm. lots of reading, good knowledge to grow there in your entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. I need to subscribe to audible. I think, cause I'm really, I don't enjoy for whatever reason, um, like growth, books like reading them I love the content but it's just the format I think is really hard for me I like to read for fun like not use my brain 
Like a, (laughs) so I'm like, I don't want to, you need a break by the time you sit down. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to read a book about like all the things that I want to work on, you know, it's just not relaxing. So, um, but yeah, maybe audible or something like that. Cause there's so much great stuff out there. People recommend books to me all the time and I'm like, yeah, it's totally, it sounds good. (laughs) I'm probably never going to read it. I'm so sorry. Um, Yep. But anyway, so tell us how we can best support you. What are you working on? Can we help spread the word for you about anything, any projects? Um, right now, I'm really excited to be working on a couple new client website redesigns. Any new project, it just kind of fuels me get excited. I love working with new people. Um, spread the word about anything that I do. We've gone over a bunch of different <laughs> services and things I provide, which I'm perfect for a small business who doesn't want to hire out five people to do the things I do. Um, with my experience, I can start with one and work you through the process with all of them. Um, pretty much anyone who has a website or is a startup, um, I can help you from start to finish. If you currently have a website but aren't getting the results you want online, I can help you take your website and your marketing to the next level that you want to grow your business. If you're good where you're at, um, there's things that you can kind of tweak, but most people want to grow. That's what they're Mm -hmm. looking for. Um, I offer free consultations, and I do many SEO website audits as well. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, that's very helpful. Sometimes just having somebody look at it and be like, um, here's what you need. Right, exactly. Just a little direction or just to clarify what you're doing is good. Or sometimes it's just a new thought Mm -hmm. that's going to take you a whole different direction. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of times we spend a lot of time in our own heads, too, especially if we're a solopreneur in it. Exactly. (laughs) I feel like I'm much more objective with everybody else's than I am my own own projects and work. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, So how do people get in touch with you if they want to bug you, ask questions? Well, several ways. You can just search KLH Technology Solutions online, and I'm in Spokane. Um, You can go to my website, klh-tech.com, or you can find me on social media at KLH Technology. Nice. Easy peasy. Any of those ways. Yeah, you can feel free to email me, call me, um, whatever works best for you. Okay. Very cool. Um, Any last thoughts before we wrap up? I just want to thank you for letting me do this for this experience. And um, I'm excited to hear the rest of them that you've recorded. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here. Um, And thanks for being a trooper. Your first podcast ever. I'm very excited to be that person. (laughs) Yes, me too. So um, cool. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out and talk to you soon. This podcast was produced and edited by Speak Spokane.